All right, you ready? Yeah, come on. Now, don't get on here and start lying. Lying? Who lying? We're going to stick to the script. Marriage, Marriage no, no cap. cap. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Thanks for joining us. We took a little break last week because life be life and sometimes. Listen, sis was pregnant. I needed a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and we took last week just to put priority on us and and yeah. and really make sure that everything's good and, and just spent the weekend because now that back to work on Mondays, which is a, a different shift, we just want to spend more time together because we could spend Mondays together when, when we work from home. But now it's we have to go in the office it's a different priority. So we yeah. want to have the weekend separate and sacred for us. Yeah, for sure. So we talked to, we've been talking about a lot of like the last couple episodes, uh, part one and part two of, um, this is going to hurt you and then more it's going to hurt me. And I think every black kid has heard that one time or another from their parents Yeah. when you're about to get a whooping and you did something wrong, whatever else. And it's gotten us thinking, cause we've had multiple conversations about this as we as we're pregnant and we're about to have a baby girl her we start thinking about her life and like what our life is going to be like in the future but we've also spent a lot of time reflecting on our childhood yeah. and things that we want to experience that we want to make sure she has and experiences that we want to protect her from and there's been a lot of discussion between us to talk about how we intend to raise her and like what we're going to expose her to and when we're going to expose her to it and how things are going to be, you know, our, our schedule will be changing. So what we'll do in those, in those cases. And it's been pretty interesting about what things we will allow and what things we won't allow. And we won't, we're not even parents yet. Like we're, we're still like in the process of figuring everything out, Yeah, but we're pretty aligned on what we want to do and how we want to do it. I think a lot of the things that we talk about are centered around how we were raised and what we're not going to do, like how we're going to break certain curses in our mm-hmm. families sure. or um, just certain things that our families did, like our, our parents did that just don't align with our beliefs right now. Cause we're in a different time, right? Sure, so absolutely. we can't raise her the same way that we were raised sure. in every aspect. And also I don't want to, because there's a lot of things that I'm like, Remember I was telling you the story the other day about how uh, my parents teamed up against me this one time and I never, ever forgot it. But there was a time that I was washing clothes and my nephew, who was brand spanking new to the family, he was, you know, just a few months old. And apparently somebody had washed some clothes and they put them in the dryer and his, his clothes are tiny, you know, and they, there wasn't a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so they had put the clothes in the dryer and then I went to go wash clothes and I didn't see his clothes in the dryer. So I threw mine in there Sure. and, um, I threw my clothes in the dryer and stuff. And then my mom had seen, and my mom and dad were both in the room and they like ganged up on me and was like, you know, why would you do that? Blah, blah, like made this big, huge deal about some clothes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And I just remember. I remember specifically how it made me feel that they ganged up on me and they didn't believe me when I said I didn't see them in there. Right. And they were calling me lazy and like all these things. And it's crazy because if I went back to my parents today and I was like, hey, like you did this, they probably would not even remember the fact that they'd done that. Sure. Because there's a lot of things that like we bring up, you know, Mm -hmm. in adulthood. And I'm like, this happened whenever we were kids. And my mom's like, that never happened. I'm like, that totally happened because I remember how it made me feel. Yeah. It's, it's, I will never, and I think you said it best. I want you to say it for the, for the people on the podcast is I will never shame. I'll never hit. I will never scream as far as like violently towards the person to belittle them. When I say person, our child, I will never do that like our parents did. Yeah. And 
and like you said it best, like I am an adult and I want you to say it because you say it more eloquently than I can. <laughs> I'm an adult. I know how to at least attempt to control my emotions. Yeah, we are adults. We know how to regulate our feelings. And we have this brand new human in the world. They've never lifed before. And they've never had the years that we have to be able to learn how to regulate our feelings. And we as adults need to be able to regulate how we feel Mm -hmm. so that we can convey how we're actually feeling or what's going on or whatever the case is to a new human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy because we're what are we 36 or 37? 36, I can't never remember. Okay. So we're 36 years old. We've had 36 years to figure these feeling things out. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because we have people in our family who are way older than us, obviously um, brothers, sisters, you know, whatever we have people in our family that are older than us and they've had way more years to learn how to regulate their feelings and you've had access to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. It's not just, it's not just through, you know, life experiences, but you have had access to be able to go to a therapist sure. and, a life coach or sure. anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that you look up to who knows how to regulate their feelings. Mm-hmm. Like you've had chances, however many years you've been alive to be able to do that. Sure. And even if you are 56 years old right now and you don't know how to regulate your feelings and you've, you know, put all of that onto your children as they grew up and they, you know, resent you for it and whatever else, like you can still start today. Right. But, but we as adults, We've never been 36 before, Mm -hmm. but we have enough knowledge and enough wisdom to know that this new human being cannot regulate their feelings the way that we have Mm -hmm. because we've had chances to do it over and over and over again. Sure. And we're in therapy now, right? To Mm -hmm. learn how to be able to control those feelings and to be able to control those emotions. I remember my mom saying when I was younger, you need to learn how to control your emotions. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't even control your emotions towards me. Sure. Like that would be completely understandable. Yeah. And I would be able to do so if you would teach me how to do it. Absolutely. But she didn't know how to do it. And when she got angry, it was... It was over and done with. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was, she always told us like, you can, you can always come to me and talk to me, but I know for a fact, (laughs) me and my sisters was never like the ones to be like, oh, well, let me go talk to my mom about it. It was always like, I'm afraid to go tell her these things. Yeah. Cause I remember one time specifically, there was something huge I had to tell her. Right. And I didn't have to, but I thought in my mind, like she always, she always tells people, oh, my girls will always come to me and tell me things and blah, blah, blah. And I'd never went to her and told her anything like huge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like I want to go tell her because she always tells people that, you know, we can talk to her. Yeah. And so I went to her and I, I was like, Hey, I have to tell you something. And she was like, what? And I told her and she freaked out so bad on me mm-hmm. that I was like, Oh my God, you tell people that we can tell you anything. <laughs> here you are like panicking on me. Yeah. And she was freaking out and I'm the third child. Yeah. So I'm like, surely somebody said something like this to you before. Yeah. But I just remember feeling like, like you tell people that we can talk to you, but we know that we can't. Sure. It's, it's, it's actions plus the words that kind of make you uneffy of how the situation is going to come. Oh, if you a thousand stuff percent. To it. And I, and I, I told you the other day, like I'm going to be very specific and focused on the actions and the words that I use to communicate to our daughter. Yeah. And I started therapy in, in that sense Yay. where that was my biggest thing is I need to be better at communicating. Cause I'm going to be communicating to somebody that doesn't know me like you do. Yeah. And I need a toolbox to 
unlock some some effective skills to help me communicate things and, and be better as a parent for our daughter. Yeah. And so I, I started therapy with the intent to be a better communicator, not only for our daughter, but for you as well, because we have another person that we have to add into this pie yeah. where it was just two pieces. Now it's three. Yeah. And so I have to be better. And and in all those conversations and, and talks that we have about parenting and getting prepared, I know that I'm going to be very specific and intentional with my actions and my word and create this simulation where she can learn and fail without any consequences because we're going to be there to pick her back up when she does fail. We're going to show her how she navigates things and control her feelings. And like, it's okay to have a, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to, to express yourself, right? but to, we're not going to make decisions based off of that. And Mm -hmm. we've learned that through our, our life and, and decisions we've made in adulthood. And I feel like I'm super excited to create this simulation for her like life in a way where it's like, we're going to use these first 25 years to practice mm-hmm. and then set her off to be like the best human being that she possibly can be. Yeah. And I feel like that's my number one goal. Like that's, that's the, that's the, the advice that I have for myself is like, Hey, we're going to create this atmosphere, this safe space um, where people can come in and learn and fail and try and experiment and explore. So when you do go off on your own, you're in a better situation than you were in our in our childhoods. Yeah. And I feel like... I think like, it's going to be easier for you than you think. I think it's fantastic that you're in therapy. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm, you know, your biggest cheerleader, obviously, but, um, you know, you starting therapy, like, made me cry because I was so happy that you were going to be able to start this journey. Yeah. And I found out a lot about myself from May all the way up until, you know, right now. Sure. Um, being in therapy and... I'm just so excited for you to start that journey, but I think it's going to be a lot easier than what you think it is because you're such a patient person and throughout all the years and like all the things that we've been through, um, you've grown so much since the very beginning. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's going to be a lot easier than what you think it is Mm -hmm. just simply because you're, you're a very, very patient person. Mm -hmm. I'm curious because, or I'm excited and curious in, in the same kind of emotion, where I've never been, I've never been somebody's corner man for an extended period of time. Like I've, I've, I've been that person for some people in, in spurts their life. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they always don't come to me or they always don't can, you know, like we're not fighting this together right. as a quarter man would. Like I might be there for round one and then not come back until like round 12. Right. And so consistently, and you've done this consistently for me in our marriage every day. Is and I remember um, Apostle McGee said this in a, in, a, in a scripture. We talked about it a lot. Is you being the corner man, you you creating this kind of atmosphere in our home to where if I go out in the world and I do whatever, I work, I experience and have different things, and I come back, I come back to a safe space. I come yeah. back to a space where I don't have to fight you, right? Or we're not fighting constantly, or we're not battling each other to figure stuff out. Right. Like you're there to support me all the time. Like you know, nobody enters the ring, comes out of the ring when the bell rings and then the corner man's hitting them too. Right. Like that doesn't happen. Like that can't happen or you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Right. And I've never been that corner person for anybody for an extended period of time. And I'm excited for that because I feel like in our relationship between father and daughter, I'll be that corner man every single day 
yeah. in every interaction because I'm like, okay, you can go out and, and, and do these things. I'll be right here. I'm watching you. Uh, and then when you come back or when you want to, anytime you want to, you can come back and I can give you some advice, some feedback, some encouragement, some inspiration. And then I can send you back out again, yeah. but you can always come back. You right. can always, you can always do that. And I've never had that. I've never been that position for anybody for a long period of time. Yeah. I think it's going to be so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of my biggest things is I really just want to create an environment where she knows that she can speak to us sure, and she knows that she can tell us things and that we won't freak out about things. You know what I mean? Um, I want us to have that, have and be that safe space for her. Um, Cause you know, obviously you want things for your children that you didn't get when you were growing up. Sure. And I think that's one of the major things that I want for her is for her to feel like she can come and talk to her parents. Shout out to Sergeant Hank Voigt. Like, <laughs> sh- shout out to him. Cause he says, don't lie to me. You tell me so I can lie for you. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. He's talking about on Chicago PD, the show. That's, that's, that's great. Like I know like what he was talking about and yeah. like the, oh, this is, but that's really good advice. Like you tell me the truth. So I can lie for you or help you figure it out. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'll help you figure that out. So, so don't lie to me. Always tell me and tell the truth. Yeah. That's, that's awesome feedback. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be good. And I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm really, really excited for that because like, it's, this is new. This is, I'm walking into something super, super new and it's going to be different than any role or anything that I've ever been before in, in, in somebody else's life or in my life. Right. It's going to be good stuff. I'm excited for it too. But I know, I just know, like I said earlier, I will never, ever put my hands on my daughter. Okay, hold on. Belittle before, her. Hold on, hold on before we finish this, because I keep saying this every time you say never, ever, 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 ever. We are not going to be those parents Listen. who say never, ever. I would never blah, blah, blah. And I would da, 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 da. And then you end up being that. But, but so listen. we're not going to say never. We're just going to say my intentions are to not X, Y, and Z. Okay, okay. Let's say that. So I know exactly what it feels like when your parents put their hands on you and what that does to your psyche and to your mental health. I know exactly what that feels like. Absolutely. And I will not put myself in that position in those situations. Your intentions are to never do something like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And when I say I'm never, 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 that's why I'm in therapy is I'm building up this <laughs> toolkit to where I won't always revert my first instinct to violence or to put my hands on it. That won't be my first instinct. Yeah. My first instinct will have a conversation for understanding and development. And so when I say I never, 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 like I am practicing that every single day up to this point to where when a time does happen, because I know it'll happen, like frustration, exhaustion, like Mm -hmm. breakdown, like things are going to happen because it's a it's a child. They're learning, they're developing, they're growing They don't know how to regulate their feelings or emotions like and they're like they're under our care now. Like, I get that. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk. There's, there's going to be times where we're going to be challenged. But I know and I'm building a a disciplined mindset to say, I'm not going to let my emotions and my feelings take the best of me and put my hands on you. Right. I'm not going to do that. Right. Because I, I know the the gratitude, the the magnitude of what that can do to them long term. Right. I know exactly what that feels like. And I do not want that. Our baby girl to feel that. Right. I do not want that to happen. What if it was a, a boy? If it was it, your son, your teenage son, and he felt it, like he could just buck up against you and he tried to fight you. Oh. 
<laughs> say what now? Say, say what? First of all, first of all, he would never challenge me in that way. Don't again stop you, being that. Person no, listen, like, listen. Oh, my kids listen, would never, and then your listen, kids end up being exactly what you say. Mr. Miyagi never got challenged. Oh, okay, you knew his entire life. Okay, <laughs> it would be different. It would, and I and I I can say this: it it's different if if I'd have a different mindset if in different things that I would be teaching and different things that I expose a boy to a girl to yeah. in in certain senses instances. And I do know if that ever happened. We're we're not fighting. We're we're not we're not fighting. Yeah. We're not we're not doing that. We're not we're not that's not a that's not a thing that we're doing here in this household. All right. You're not gonna put your hands on you or me if it's a boy or girl. It that that doesn't that's not gonna take place. So here. if we had a teenage son, he was he was eighteen, okay? Mm-hmm. Eighteen and six months, we'll just say. And he just lost it and he pushed me and shoved me and pushed me down. We we would face. we would have to we'd have to call his face, in his face was like we'd have to call in a team of psychiatrists because this is this is this is beyond me like I I don't know understand this behavior I like because that like, we're creating this atmosphere where you 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 know not to do that yeah you like you know this is like like you said you don't attack your your friend like you don't you don't do this in that way like this is off limits yeah. I mean, obviously, our intentions are always to, like, be there for our children and to raise these good human beings and not to raise assholes. Like, my my boss used to say that all the time. Like, my intentions are just to, like, I just intentionally don't want to raise assholes. Sure. And um, obviously, that's what our intentions are, is to have, the, like, this loving, caring home where they can come and do all the things. Although... Once they get of age and they start having friends and whatever the case is, there is always a possibility for them to run in with the wrong crowd. And even if it's just the beginning of it and then have a different mindset or a mind shift, a mind change and decide that they are something else. And the reason why is because those people who were in their school, they're spending more time with them and it's like influencing them more than what you do at home on certain occasions. And and if that all that was true and that happened, me putting their hand me putting my hands on them would not help the situation. Even if he pushed me down. I'm not I'm not going to put my hands on him and whoop him. Yes, I'm going to sec- I'm going to secure him and put him down <laughs> so he don't push you no more and understand like that hey, that's not what we do, but me physically trying to to hurt him as a spanking or a whooping or a what switch. What if he like started to like come at you that that we, he's going to be restrained he's going to be restrained <laughs> after that and but there, there's like after if he'll say he did push you and he whatever else after he's restrained it's not going to help the situation if i physically try to hurt him yeah and that's not going to help yeah you're right that's not going to help so there's no alternative universe in the multiverse for that to happen because again there's there's no cause and effect situation like there's no limit there's no there's nothing that will push me above this limit to say i have to put my hands on you yes if he pushed you or whatever i would restrain him he would be restrained but but me physically causing harm to his body that's not going to happen right i feel you that's a that's a that's a i'm just thinking of different scenarios like let's throw this wrench in right and how would you react to that that's what i'm saying he would be restrained 
and then he would be dealt with without me causing bodily harm to his body. Yeah. Like everything is, is a, should be a conversation. And I feel like that's one of the things where even in my own development and shout out to therapy again. And like I said, I'm only starting this. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like man, like I got a long way to go, <laughs> but you cannot let your anger be your first default or bottling things up your first default in a sense where something happens, like even if it's something small, something big, and I'm that person to say, oh, I can judge this. And it's, this was small compared to whatever. When you compare things, you be little things. And that's never a good thing when you're talking about your feelings and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And everything has to kind of be dealt with at some level, because if you either go unchecked and you don't deal with it and you just let it fester inside, that's going to create this huge monster of anger kind of building up. And then you'll snap at the dog next time the dog pees on the carpet. Yeah. Or you're getting angry every single time something happens. And that's not good either because you're not controlling them enough to really deal with it in healthy regulation. Mm -hmm. And so to find that kind of even flow is, is so best, especially when you're dealing with somebody is not, intellectually 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 now i can't say it i know intellectually yeah you got it equipped and and capable yeah because like i said they're just going to choose what they feel and like kind of just run with it yeah and that's never a good thing like it's like you're like there's no reason mike tyson should be fighting a 10 year old Right. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like you've had all this exercise and and experience and this 10 year old steps into the ring. That's why they have weight classes for, for that reason. Like Mm -hmm. they have to make sure it's a fair fight and it's the same. And I feel like in those situations and circumstances by default, if you let your anger and you go to whoop and mentally and physically abuse children, you're, you're not fighting fair. Right. And when that happens, uh-uh, <laughs> and when that happens, it just carries on so much baggage and so much trauma to where you have a different outlook on life. Yeah. I agree with that. Cause I could imagine like when we first, if we could press rewind and go watch ourselves oh, in uh-huh. like 20, let's see, 2009, 2009, 2010, mm. when we were dating, I would find myself holding in so much. Yeah, and I would find myself letting out too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's every that. feeling, every emotion, every everything I felt, I would I would find myself like not knowing how to feel, so I default to anger. Mm-hmm. And we come from both different sides of this, and we still find ourselves both in therapy talking about we need to be better at everything, and we need to we need help regulating this and and being better. Yeah. And so with our baby girl, she's going to get the best of us. She's going to get the absolute best of us because we are mentally prepared and practicing to get her in here and creating this atmosphere where she can succeed. That's the goal. That's definitely the goal. That's definitely the goal. And I'm very proud of us for starting therapy and uh, being in therapy so that we can, you know, figure out a lot of these things that we don't know on our own. Like I was saying the other day, like, yes, I have a relationship with God and that is fantastic. 
And I love being able to, you know, be in church and learn. And I love to be able to do praise and worship. And I love to be able to read my Bible throughout the week. And just like all the things, like I have a great relationship with God. We constantly are in conversation and, you know, never ceasing to, to stop prayer. Like we never, we never stop. I never stop praying. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that I have that. Although sometimes I... I need real world, real life um, conversations and advice about what's happening right now in real time. And that's where therapy comes in. Like it's that thing where you can't, you can't expect God to plant the seed and send the rain. You have to go out and plant the seed. You have to go do the work. You have to be the one to, to, to till and to prepare the ground, plant the seed and then God will bring the rain. Right. And so you can't just sit back on your front porch and say, well, I need corn. So God, I need corn. And you don't leave the front porch. Right. And I feel like a lot of times churches and pastors will tell you that you don't need therapy. Like therapy is not, you know, whatever else. And, and I disagree wholeheartedly because Mm -hmm. therapy has helped me so much. And like, I'm on these calls with my therapist and I told her, you, honey, you done saved so many lives. (laughs) People people don't even know what, what it would have been had I not been in therapy. Sure. It has, it has literally saved relationships. It has allowed me to be able to learn how to regulate certain feelings that I've never felt before because I've never been 36 before. I've never been pregnant before. Mm -hmm. Like she's just helped me so much to figure out the things in the moment and figure out like past traumas Mm -hmm. and then be able to prey on those things and be able to put actions into play whenever I'm feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's been absolutely amazing. It's been remarkable. And I think that everyone should start therapy because there's going to be times where even if you don't have kids or whatever, but if you live a life and you live it long enough, you want to experience something new every day, every week. Yeah. And you're not going to always know how to respond in those certain things when something new happens or something. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old you are. You don't always respond correctly to every single thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been amazing to just start this journey and to just be present in the, in the, in the sense where we can confidently say and be excited and expect expectations for our baby girl, knowing that this is going to be different. This is going to be new and we're not, we're not afraid and we're not ashamed to say that we got it all figured out and know exactly what to do every single moment, but we can rely and trust on each other. Right. A thousand percent. So it's been, it's been a journey, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Mm -hmm, Me too. All right, guys, I think uh, we'll wrap this episode up and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll see you in the next one. See you guys. You can follow us on Instagram at MarriageNoCap for inspiration to hold you over to the next episode. Feel free to anonymously submit your questions. Email us at MarriageNoCap at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Peace easy. Oh my God, turn the mic off.